Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dan Gordon Podcast. Uh, it's been about a month or so since I had my last podcast. I just moved to Wyoming, and that is awesome. For all those people who hate on places like Wyoming, you guys are wrong. Wyoming's awesome. There's a bunch of Trump fans down here. And it's funny because they're some of the nicest people in the world. I had to get a little political in the beginning. But also, I recently did a podcast with uh, Anu Verma. She's from Victim to Victor, and the two is the number two. And it was an amazing podcast. Look it up. I'm on it, and uh, she had a great interview style, which really helped me out and got my story out in a different way. So today, I am sitting here with Corey Gordon. She's my cousin. She's a professional athlete and uh, international skeet shooter. Hello, Corey. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. So this is probably your first podcast interview, right? This is, yep. Cool, cool. So tell us about what you do. Tell us about shooting. Tell us about the uh, what it is, skeet shooting. Explain it. So I'm a competitive shooter. I'm recently moving into international skeet with USA Shooting. It's a blast. I love it. It's just a little bit quicker than most, and you got to start with low gun. What else is there to know? Well, what like? <laughs> imagine if, like, I was a person, because maybe I am, and I'm just, oh, like, really? being modest. <laughs> imagine if I was somebody who didn't know what skeet shooting was at all. What is it? So, you go out on the field, and there okay. is two houses. You have a high house and a low house. The high house is on the left side of the field. Okay. Then you have kind of a half-circle type shape for your stations. You'll start right under the high house. You'll shoot a high bird and then a pair, and then you'll go What's to the second bird? station. A bird is a clay pigeon. Okay. They are, for international ski, they're just plain bright orange with a black underneath bottom side. Does it look like a bird? I wish, but no, it's just, <laughs> kind of looks like a trash can lid. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. How long have you been doing that for? So, international ski, I just started here last May, I believe, but I have been shooting since I was, have been shooting shotguns since I was 10. How long have you been shooting? Shooting, I've been shooting since before I can remember. I've shot pretty much before I could walk, probably. So your parents are like, hey, here's a gun, you can shoot, we're not worried about it? <laughs> not quite like that. We yeah. um, we went out, my parents taught me a lot of gun safety. That is one thing that's really important, especially with this sport, you have to be really careful. Okay. But, yeah, that's. I started out in 4-H training. 4-H shooting when I was 8 with like 22 rifles, air rifles, that sort of thing, and they are really good about teaching you good gun safety there, and okay. before that I did have a lot of just little 22 pistols, little 22 rifles, even BB guns for that matter, but I was never, if I had a toy gun, I wasn't allowed to point it at someone, just that kind of stuff. Okay. What is what is like a fundamental of gun safety, because, you know, a lot of people don't know anything about gun safety. If you look at what happened with uh, Alec Baldwin, he shot somebody in the face. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad um, deal. With a, a fake gun or whatever he said, but, you know, uh, yeah. I was taught in the Army to always treat a gun like it's loaded. Explain, exactly. Explain gun safety a little bit. So there is a lot to gun safety, but it's all pretty simple stuff that's easy to control. One big thing is you always keep, don't point the gun at something you're not intending to shoot. Yeah. In the Alec Baldwin case, that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. um, if someone hands you a gun, the first thing you want to do is check and make sure it's not loaded. Even if you just watch them make sure it's not loaded, yeah, you need to pop open the gun and make sure that they didn't miss something or something, yeah, anything like that. But what else is there? Never have your finger on the trigger unless you're ready to shoot. Unless you're ready to kill. Unless you're ready to kill. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There's, for the most part, and then always just, if you're going to load it, Make sure you're ready to load it. It's not just don't walk around with a loaded gun all the time. Okay. So 
you're in a, a, a skeet shooting. Are there a lot of girls out there? There is not a ton of girls. There is quite yeah. a few, but it definitely is one of those sports that would really be awesome if we could just grow the amount of women that are competing in it, for sure. Why do you think there's not a lot of women? It's just one of those things that for so long has been, it is a men's sport. Like, when you started out, women never really touched guns, so yeah. it's just one of those things that a lot of women might be scared of it, or a lot of women just might never have had the opportunity to shoot. So I'm not really sure why women don't do it exactly, but there is quite a few, and the ones that I know are really awesome people. So Okay, okay. Is it, do you think it's a sport like maybe... Like, if we're, me and you are running, I'm going to mow you down running because I'm a guy. Or if we're wrestling, I'm just going to beat you. Is it a sport that you think that men are better than women, or do you think that there, it's like an equal playing field? Honestly, I think that a shotgun levels the playing field. It's it's how much work you put into it. Honestly, you if someone if a, if a lady is going to go out there and she's going to invest a lot more time and hard effort and work into it, then she can beat the guys. And I know that that's one thing that is definitely an obvious thing. It's not like a battle of strength, a battle of speed. It's a battle of how hard you work for it. Do you think men or women are better in other sports or better than women in other sports? I think that they definitely can have a slight advantage like due to strength. A slight advantage? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. No, they could have a little bit of an advantage, but if a girl wanted to, then I think that she could work hard enough to beat. What about boxing? Boxing, that's that's tough. That's <laughs> I could beat you. No. Oh, you could beat me. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It, I don't know there. But I just think it's just fun to talk about because it's kind of a controversial thing, and it's it it's is. interesting to get like a, a woman's perspective. Because you're a woman, you're 16. Yeah. You're a woman, you yeah. know. Um, so it's interesting to get like perspectives. I'm I'm just kind of like just something to talk about. So, is it like physically demanding? For the most part, you definitely need to be in shape. If you go out there and what's a good way of putting it? If you're just gonna go out there and be a twig, if you don't got nothing, yeah. if you don't have any strength, it does take a lot. Lifting the gun up over twenty something times out there, it's just a lot for sure. But it's not something like like you said, boxing. It's not something where you need all that strength. A lot of it is you're gonna need a lot of back strength and a lot of core strength, and that's probably the most important thing when it comes to working out, even so. How important is breathing? Ooh, that's tough. I That's one thing I haven't really paid a ton of attention to. I've always yeah. been taught that when you pull the trigger, you take a deep breath and you let it out when you pull the trigger. Okay. So that's something I never really think about when I shoot. There's a lot of other things going through my head. So I remember uh, in training in the Army, there was like, you have to have like the trigger squeeze. Have, yeah. But th- we're shooting with rifles and we're shooting yeah, at long distance. And so. that's a lot more with precision, whereas yeah. you don't have to... That's hard. Yeah, it's a lot more. If you move at all that long distance, it's a lot more. Important. How fast are the skeets coming out? Is it like is it like pop 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 or is it just how fast? Like I mean, how just, fast just is the what? The skeets, right? They're skeets, skeet shooting. The pigeons. Oh, the targets. Yeah. They're called skeets, though, right? I don't know. I'm, I've always just called them targets. Okay. How fast are the targets coming out? <laughs> there we go. Euphemisms. I believe it's about sixty miles an hour. Okay. I'd have to look, but I think it's about 60 miles away. Well, I mean, how fast, like, one comes out, when's the next one oh, come out? No, so you would shoot one target, and it can come out within zero to three seconds from when you call pull, and then um, the next one, you have time to open, reload your gun, and you call for it. Mm-hmm. So it's whenever you're ready, basically. Okay. 
what so this is like it's it's a very expensive sport you gotta like travel a lot how does that all work yes it is an extremely expensive sport and holy cow i couldn't do it without quite a few sponsors and some amazing family members and friends so who's who's sponsored you so far a big one of mine has been Wyoming Outdoorsman and Falcon Industries. Then I've had Prairie Summit and Gospel Messengers, and then Dr. Beechler, Midway Dealership. Cody Clay Crushers was my first SCTP team, and they have, holy cow, they've totally supported me throughout this journey, and I still shoot with them quite a bit. And like I said, there's so many family and friends out there that have supported me so much and I couldn't do it without them. How do they support you? They give you money, they write you a check, do they give you ammo, do they give you guns? What do they do? <laughs> so a lot of it, many of them have given me checks, given me money to support my journey, and then a lot of them just, even just shooting me a text, like, hey, you got this, good luck. It just means a lot to me. Okay. So. And prayers and stuff? Yep. Okay. Prayers are a big thing. What do you know about, what's your relationship with God? What is that? God is my superpower. God is your superpower. God is my superpower. Yep. Every time I go to shoot, you got to put on the armor of God. You got to give God the glory. He is the one that gives you the ability to do this and yeah. <laughs> and my God, you mean What do you mean by God? Like who's God? <laughs> These are hard questions. Of Ooh. course. God is Like my are you savior. talking about the Christian God? God, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So what is that? <laughs> oh man, he is my savior. He's he sent his one and only son to die on the cross so that we could all have a chance to heaven. Okay. So that's like that's like super important to you. That is super important to me. It's a big thing, and I know I couldn't do it without God. Where did you learn like your your like religion or not really religion but relationship spirituality from like about God? Where did you learn that from? My parents, when I was young, definitely influenced that. They, they brought me to church with them. I'd go to Sunday school. I'd learn all this stuff and just the basics. And from there, I kind of just took it. And I, to me, it's interesting, like everything that God has done for us. And if you look back at history, all the things that relate to the Bible that are true. Like if you look back in the Bible, everything that's happened in history is in the Bible. And it was written way before. So to me, it's a lot of it's interesting, and a lot of it's knowing that we wouldn't be here without God. Is it easy for you to believe, or is it hard to believe? It's easy for me to believe. However, there are times where you do have doubts, but that yeah. is something that I have been working on. And honestly, it's pretty easy for me to believe now that, honestly, we wouldn't be here without God. Like, there's yeah. no explanation for it. I think sometimes, like, when I look out at the world and, like, all these different creations and stuff, like, it's really easy to believe. Like, when, when you look at, like, the mountains, exactly, you're like, how did that yeah. happen? Where did that come from? But sometimes in my personal life, when, like, something doesn't doesn't pan out or play yeah. out or I don't have money or, or whatever's going on, sometimes it's hard to have faith. But I think that people, like, who are talking about where they struggle with faith, like, the point of faith is it's supposed to be hard. If it exactly, wasn't hard, yeah. then it wouldn't be faith. Like, it's something that it's not really easy to believe in. And my favorite thing to talk about, like, if I'm trying to bring someone towards God is just to tell about my life, my stories, which... Obviously, I've already talked about on this podcast, but it's just uh, like, do you have anything? I know, I know you're young, but do you have anything that that you really know that God has pulled you through? Like maybe a story or, or, or something that, like that was really hard. It was really trying, really challenging. That that you could just like explain to everyone so that they could understand. Honestly, I know with my family there has been so many things that have happened 
whether we're in the mountains or whatever it is. A lot of things that happen to us in the mountains are truly, we wouldn't have made it without God yeah. being there for us. So, what's the story? i got to think of just one here. Didn't you guys get almost attacked by grizzly bears or something? Yes, that one. So we were up in the mountains, and uh, yeah, we were riding up a trail, and there was a carcass up ahead that we didn't see, and a grizzly bear came at us, and yeah, that was a crazy deal. My We have bear dogs, and my dad thought that the guy in front, Bobby Comdash, was yelling at the dog to get back because of the elk or something, and yeah, there was a bear in front of us, so he's yelling to get back at the bear, and so the dog didn't, he came back, and then my dad was like, oh no, there's a bear, so then he, the dog went back up, he helped us out there, but I just thought of a story. Okay. <laughs> That's like Tell the squirrel it. brain going. Yeah, squirrel um, brain. So I wasn't actually there for this one. I know that in the mountains, my dad and sisters, I believe, were elk hunting, and they hadn't seen anything, hadn't seen anything. And so then one night my dad went to bed and he's like, all right, Lord, just just help us. Like, show me where they're going to be at tomorrow. We've got to get something. Yeah. So then in his dream, he had this dream, like, and he saw two bull elk in, like, a very specific spot. So dad's like, all right, I guess we're going to go up there tomorrow. So we went to that spot and they uh, saw those two bulls. I don't think either of them killed anything because they were so shocked, but <laughs> that was a crazy deal. That was pretty awesome. So you think God would answer prayers that, like, some some people, like, would consider that selfish? I don't personally, like, like I'll be like, God, I, I need this, I want this. Like, I believe that God wants to give you things that you want as well as things that you need. And some people, I feel like there's a lot of, like, Christians who are like, oh, you can't pray for things that you want, wham, wham, wham. But I, I really think that's okay. Do you think that's okay? Yeah, so actually, um, that's interesting because when I was in Georgia, I just got back a couple days ago. I was shooting with Hancock shooting, okay. Coach Craig, so... He and I were talking, and he brought up a good point that God tells us to demand what we want, even if mm -hmm. he might not always give it to us, or he might take a different perspective of it, and we might not understand why he did what he did, but he wants us to demand what we want, and even if it's even if something small to big, then we say, Lord, give us this, please, like, give us this, whereas I, I honestly think it is something that... God wants us to do. He doesn't mind, but yeah. yeah, that's really cool. So you went to Georgia and you went to train with who? Hancock Shooting Academy. Okay, what was what what went on in this academy? So like <laughs> X Men, like they they find like talented kids with all the superpowers. And... <laughs> no, so I've been training a couple times now with Craig Hancock and Susan Hancock. They are pretty awesome people, and they take a really good perspective on things. It's everything they relate to God, which I think is really awesome, because that's important to me, and what was the question? I just zoned, holy cow. No, it was, what no. was, what was what the was academy it? training okay, like, you so explaining it? It was really good, and it's already helped me so much. I've already picked up a couple birds on my baseline and all that, so a lot of it was he was helping me with timing on things, because timing is a really important thing in this game. Like timing as in what? Timing as in when you shoot your bird, like... In a pair, if you don't shoot it before a certain point, it can make that second target way harder. Okay. Like you're talking about shooting it before it gets to the to where you need to hit it? or Yes. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> no, the academy? Yeah. My cousin, she's blonde, so just give her a minute. <laughs> I am blonde. It takes me a little bit. Yeah. So, we did a lot of drills and that kind of thing. A lot of stuff is on a mental aspect with this okay. game. That is crazy. You never would think 
that shooting can take so much in the way of using your mental and your eyes. That's like a big thing that we worked on this week especially. So when you go into mental training and all that, you have so much, whether it's self-talk, when you're starting to get down on yourself, you have to say no. No, you're just gonna you're gonna break this target one at a time. You got this. You can do it. That's something I struggle with a lot. Is I will doubt myself. I will be pretty darn hard on myself if uh, I miss a bird or something. I'll be like, Are you kidding me? Why did you do that? So then you, it is hard for me. But I have to think back and say, No, you you can do this. You're gonna do this. You you can. You have the potential to go big. And that's something that he is really encouraging because he can see it when I start being pretty hard on myself and he'll lift me up a little bit there and what other mental stuff you got anxiety a little bit yeah i personally don't struggle too much with anxiety okay Um, what about when everyone's watching you do you feel anxious (laughs) something that is always for some reason just kind of made me better is when people are watching me i kind of i do get nervous and but for some reason i kind of feed off of that is it worse when your mom and dad are there no, honestly, I like their support. It makes me feel good okay. that my parents are there for me. And okay. Knowing that I have good parents that want to be there. So. Yeah. So other mental, you were talking about other mental aspects of academy, <laughs> being in the academy. Yeah, other mental aspects. What else we got here? There's all sorts of stuff, whether you visualize. So like when you go to bed at night, you close your eyes and you think through an entire round of international ski. And then you keep going. You think through maybe winning finals someday at the Olympics, and then you think about getting on the podium at the Olympics. Just, you think through your goals, basically, and you just, the me I see is the me I will be. Okay. So it's visualizing just what you are going to become, what you want to be. What do you see when you visualize what do yourself? I see? Like, what is, okay, what is the end game of all this ski shooting? Probably one of my big overall goals is to make it to the Olympics and to win gold. I... I want to go the distance there, and I want to win. But following that, I would honestly like to get a lot more women into shooting. That is something I would like to do because it is something, like, there is a lot of men in it, and there is quite a few women, but however, there isn't that a ton. Yeah. It's hard to explain. Do you feel like you're, like, 1% or 10% like women representation? Numbers are hard. I'm honestly not sure there. Like, if there was 100 guys, how many girls would there be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wait, let's start a smaller number for the blonde. 10 guys, there'd be one girl, right? Aren't you in college? <laughs> Technically. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, like 10%, 5, five to 10%. I okay, think. so half of a girl for 10 guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even no, know. No, no, that's, that's good, that's good. That's complicated. That's, that's where I was going. What would it take to get to that level? Like, what? how would you devote your life to that? What kind of stuff would you have to do? What would your life look like if you wanted to be an Olympic gold medalist? It takes a lot of devotion to shooting. Like, you wake up, you just have to know that that's what you're there for. Like, you have to be ready for it. Shooting probably every day. Yeah. And if you can't shoot, even if you can shoot every day, you're supposed to do at least 100 gun mounts in your room. Like, just simple little things like that. And then, like I said, you have to practice all these visual visualization, mental aspects of things, Yeah. relaxing, everything. You just have to really be able to understand yourself. That sounds confusing. <laughs> no. no, it's not. Um, so it, it's, it takes a lot. You need to be able to work out. You need to be able to have 
a decent diet, water, that's something that I'm horrible with, but it's Drink just... Drink a lot of water. Yeah, I'm so bad about that, but yeah, it's just a bunch of little things that eventually will add up, hopefully, so... Do you feel like you understand yourself? For the most part, yeah. <laughs> okay, who are you? I am Corey Gordon. <laughs> that's your name. <laughs> yeah, that is my name. Who am I? What kind Ooh, of person are deep. you? What kind of person am I? Yeah. Do you love people? Are you compassionate? Are you rude sometimes? Good and bad. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I am... Whew, I don't like talking about myself. Well, you got to understand yourself. <laughs> to understand yourself, you got to talk about yourself. Yeah. I feel like, for the most part at least, I am fairly kind and compassionate. Fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? That's important. You're fun. You gotta have fun. That's how you live life. (laughs) So, oh, yeah, you do have fun. You dressed up as a cow for Halloween. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And one of my uh, best friends dressed up as cows. Big inflatable things. And they they went to church. (laughs) We did. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) They went to church dressed up as cows, and it was really funny. and brought a lot of people joy, and that was cool. It was a good time. Everyone was laughing at us. Yeah, they were like those inflatable, like, she looked fat. She went from like a sixteen-year-old girl to a ten-year-old girl just right when she put the mask, like the the cow costume on. And it was really fun. Oh yeah. So you're fun. Oh. You're nice. Yes, we're back to that. I would say one thing that is kind of weird, but not really, is I like to do things that make people happy. Whether it would be considered embarrassing to other people, I don't get embarrassed easy. That's just how I was raised. I yeah. Was, it's just easy yeah, for me to be Our family's happy. pretty embarrassing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at that. No, I just like to do things that make people smile, honestly. Okay. But Maybe you should be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, women aren't that funny. Ouch. I'm just kidding. They're funny. <laughs> I don't want to hear Take it back. There's uh, three women comedians. Ooh, I can't think of one. Sarah <laughs> Silverman. She's kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> I don't really want to. No, I'm just kidding. Very much women are funny. I didn't mean it. Take uh-huh, it back. Sure. Cancel me. So, <laughs> so what are you bad at? What am like I bad personal at? Personal characteristics that you think you need to work on. I think. You know. I do know, but I have to think of it. Think of how to word it. Yeah. This podcast is about authenticity. Just say it. <laughs> no, I got. I got. Think one second. Okay. One thing I'm bad at. Doubting. Doubting. Like just doubting people, doubting myself, doubting that kind. Yeah. That okay. Kind of thing. Okay. Do you experience like because you're you're a young pretty girl? Do you experience like jealousy or anything from other people, like in your life or as far as a skeet shooter or whatever? Honestly, no. That's one thing that like the Bible has brought me a lot of comfort with is you, be comfortable with yourself. Be yeah. who you are. You. Yeah. If someone else has something you'd want, then get over it. I guess I yeah. don't know. It's just not something that's ever really bugged me. So. In any sport, I feel like, or anything in life, the, like, the things that you learn out there transcend into other areas of your life. Like you learn discipline, you learn breathing techniques, you learn how to, to, to feel yourself and to know yourself. What do you think you've learned, like if you could just kind of like put the nail on the head, what have you learned that you can transcend in the rest of your life? Honestly, almost everything, especially with all the mental aspects that I've worked on, even since I was t- like 10, everything that I've learned was shooting just... Everything can really transfer into your everyday life, whether it's like you're stressed out and I've had to learn how to relax for shooting. Yeah. Just little things like that or open focus. If you do start getting anxiety, which I really don't all that often, but one thing I've been working on is it's open focus, basically. So if you just can pretty much think about nothing, Yeah. as weird as that sounds, but 
that's something that really will help along the way. There's, what else is there? There's all sorts of stuff. Just being able to really look at life in a different way, I guess. Yeah. How do you look at life? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's difficult again. Where do you find meaning in life and purpose? Where do I find meaning in life? Besides, besides God, besides Christianity, besides God. that's important. Besides family, like what brings your life meaning? Like what, what makes you get out of bed besides you're not tired anymore? You know, <laughs> I feel like you're going to say something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, right. What do you think? Like, Actually, I am so tired when I get out of bed. Have yeah. you seen that? Yeah. But, ooh, so honestly, shooting is a big thing in my life. Like yeah. it is something that wakes me up. It gets me going, that kind of thing. Ooh, this is hard. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, okay, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll move on to something else. So right. you said you want to help young women in the future out with uh, just maybe getting into shooting, maybe um, inspiring them to do other things in life that are not conventional because it's not conventional just to, to, to go shooting and all that. How, how do you think you could do that? Do you think you could, like, get on a platform, speak about it, talk about it, or lead by example or what? Or both? Honestly, something I've always liked is public speaking. Okay. So, I would, if I had the opportunity, I would like to go out and just talk about it. Talk about my experiences. Talk about other people's experiences. And it's not necessarily like one of those woman rights things, all that no, stuff. No. It's just something like, I want other women to be able to know that they're able to do it. Like, okay. It's not just something for guys. And it doesn't matter, like... I mean, I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, but <laughs> to me, like, it doesn't matter. Like, maybe they don't like shooting, but they like something else that's different, right? Yeah, for you know? sure. Like, just get out there, and if you want to do it, go for it. Okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do a visual real quick. <laughs> so we're you're sitting close out there. Close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, don't close your eyes. But we're gonna do a visual. You're out there. the The crowd's cheering. They're like, "Let's go, Brandon!" Or "Let's go, Corey!" "Let's go, Corey!" "Let's go, Corey!" Thanks a lot. Yeah. Let's. I thought your name was Brandon. Sorry, oh, somebody really? else. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they're like, "Let's go, Corey. Let's go, Corey. You're up. You're looking at the targets, or you're getting ready. However, you get ready, and the skeet's coming out. Like, what are you thinking in this moment when it's like just all this stuff's coming down? Are you thinking, or are you or are you doing the nothingness, or what are you doing? So that is definitely a situation where um, open focus would have to be a huge thing because yeah. it is crazy how little things can affect you because every 110% of your focus has to be on that target if you want to break it. So, yeah, if you have people back there chanting your name, let's go, you got this, yeah. um, it would be distracting. What if they're chanting someone else's name, like, let's go, Brandon? <laughs> well, <laughs> I might be chanting myself. <laughs> no, no. Then, even still, you just have to be able to zone out. You just have to be able to forget about what they're saying and focus on what you're doing, the task at hand, and breaking the target that you're about to shoot. So. Okay. So it's like, it's like a, like, do you feel like your mind is clear in that moment? Yes. It is really clear. It's kind of crazy how it works, actually. I Like slow motion? Yeah. It's wild, for sure. That's a different way to look at life, like I said. Even when I just, like, practice it when I'm sitting at home or whatever, it's just, it's a different feeling. I've always been told getting in the zone, and that is, ooh, right. that's loud. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Now, I've always been told to, like, get in the zone, and this is one way that definitely has helped me to figure out how to do that. It's just, I guess I'll, like, put it in simple words of a good way to do it is, like, 
if you're looking out at one thing, you aren't just looking at that one thing. You're looking at everything, like yeah. everything around you. You can see trees, you can see whatever that's around it, behind it, but you're only looking at the one thing. Okay. And it's something like, you're basically thinking about air. Yeah. And which is like, when people are like, well, what are you thinking about? Nothing. I'm yeah. thinking about air, you know? Like, yeah. it's nothing. So it's just something that's wild to me. Well, I think this has been a pretty good interview. Uh, actually, really good. Not pretty good. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's been good. I think we've, we've covered everything we're going to talk about. So at the very end, I would ask you to say, like, the last thing you're going to say, like, what would you say to, because you said you wanted to help women, and maybe even, even men, like, what would you say to inspire somebody that wanted to go on this journey or a different journey? And I'm going to put you on the spot because you said I want to do some public speaking. <laughs> say what you'd say. Honestly? If you want to do it, you have to get out there and do it. You have to get up out of bed. If you set an alarm, I watched a video once, actually, just earlier, I think we watched it. But it's, if you set that alarm, there's a reason you set it. You have yeah. to get up. That's, there's, there's always going to be something. If your body hurts, if you're just tired, no, you have to get up. There's a reason you want to do it. So you have to think about your long-term goals, what you want to do. You, you can't forget about that picture, but at the same time, you can't get discouraged if if you do end up losing a match, if you don't get where you want to go quite as fast, then don't get discouraged. There's there's always, you have to enjoy the little goals in between. So say my, my long-term goal is the Olympics. So yeah. then in between, I'm going to enjoy maybe getting a PR at a match or maybe even eventually winning like a USA match or something along those lines. Just you have to enjoy the little things. You have to learn to enjoy the little things, even if it's not what you want in the long run yet. But that's the biggest thing is don't get discouraged. You can do it. You are going to do it. Don't be hard on yourself because that is, it is hard on you when you do that. It's pretty discouraging when you're hard on yourself. It can definitely mess up your goals for a little while. But that's all I got, I think, is you have to get out there and do it. What about like naysayers? Not horses, Naysayers. but people who say, like, you can't do yeah. it. <laughs> Not me. <nay. laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, um. Like, because they're, like, a lot of people experience, like, even people in your family would be like, you know what, that's too high of an ambition, that's too high of a goal, or your friends, or people who don't like you, obviously, are going to tell you bad things. Like, what, what would your advice, because maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, I don't know. I have a little bit, but that's something that you can't pay attention. Don't think of what others think about you. Just, mm -hmm. when you're, when you do what you want to do. Don't pay attention to what people think. Yeah. That's not what's important. You're doing it for you. You're doing it for God. Just think of something like that because they don't know what they're talking about. You can do it. You, If you want to do it, work wins. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, um, I think that was a wonderful interview, not a pretty good interview. It was an amazing <laughs> It was an amazing interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And now this is Forever Saved in Time. Corey Gordon, she's going to be an Olympian in a year... <laughs> 2030, 2020, what? What would it be would realistic? It would be cool if I could do like 20, I think it's 23, 24, but most likely 30. 30? Because yeah. it's every four years, right? Yes. So 2030, look out for Corey Gordon in the Olympics. <laughs> She's an American, a proud American, and uh, I think it's going to be wonderful. Thank you for being here, and thank you guys for listening. If you liked it, go ahead and do like a five-star review on Apple. I'll read your reviews on here, and... Um, Look forward to hearing it next time. It's on Spotify, Apple. I'm going to start doing a YouTube channel as well. 
and that's going to be YouTube. awesome. YouTube. <laughs> get yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, YouTube. I'll get canceled for saying things, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys, and enjoy your night.